Hello, and welcome to the Soul Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Doyle, and I'm so glad you're here. All right, I managed to get him back for another episode. Tonight, we have my husband, Mark Doyle, here, and we are going to do another one of our top five. So on this episode, we're going to start talking about our top five flowers. This is a big one. This is a big one. We had to take a moment and write them down first. And then I just was complaining that I can't pick five. So I think let's start off with flowers that did not make the cut. Okay. Start with yours that didn't make the cut. <laughs> Mark only has five written down. five written down. Mark follows directions that I don't. So if you don't know, I mean, we are on the Soul Bloom podcast. I'm obsessed with flowers. I love growing flowers. I didn't always have a really uh, great relationship with nature and flowers. I was- yeah, I used to attack you. It used to attack me. I was, I was super allergic to bees. Anything that flew was a bee, and I was afraid of them. I've really come a long way. You have. And Mark, you probably didn't care about flowers before meeting me really much. No, not really. No, that's okay. I don't blame you. A lot of people don't notice flowers. But now, it's a big part of our life. So, okay. Some things that didn't make the cut. I'm gonna, And I'm also going to preface my top five. I feel like it's a very basic list, but... They're old faithful. So, okay, one thing that didn't make the cut for me, I think you'll be a little bit surprised about. Tulips. Okay. Considering how many tulips we just planted. <laughs> and how many is that? Um, Like 350. Okay. It's a reduced year. You yeah. Know? Usually we're planting like five. It's a down year. 500 tulips. Okay. I went up on the daffodils this year, which also didn't make the cut. I don't like daffodils too much. No. They're pretty, but they smell. Mark hates the smell of daffodils. I uh, smell now. Which I, I too, am often pretty sensitive to smell. So right. a lot of my flowers that I like do not have a distinct smell, which is interesting. Another flower that did not make my top five, which I do really love, are garden roses. Okay. I would love to have more garden roses, but like in our area, they just, they have a lot of pest pressure and disease pressure, and I'm not down to spray to keep them pristine. And so I'm not sure it makes sense. Plus, uh, thorns. Yeah. Just roses to... didn't make my list, too. They're just, you know, they're pretty, but only when they're perfect. And a lot, and most of the time, they're they're not. So. Yeah. And we have a hedge of roses in our yard, but they're more of, like, re-blooming, like, landscape roses, which are beautiful. But the thorns. Oh, my gosh. George is sitting here with us as we record this. And he has this ball that he plays with outside. And it's like a wiffle ball. And he nuzzies it around with his nose. And sometimes when he was a puppy, he would like go right into the rose bushes and then he would be stuck and he'd be like, oh my God, what's happening? And then Mark would have to climb in there and get him out. So I'm not shocked that roses didn't eat your top five. Um, okay. Another one that might surprise you given how many I'm growing. Amaryllis. Wow. Okay. I mean, I love amaryllis. I think they're amazing, but our climate just doesn't allow for them to be like prolific here like i really have to rely on growing them indoors and they're super great i really do love amaryllis amaryllis are like amazing big bulb flowers and they're grown outside in warmer climates but indoors in the winter you probably have seen them in the supermarket and you probably like, what is that but if you just give amaryllis a chance they're incredible they're amazing um okay the final thing that did not make my list which you'll also be surprised based on how many I've planted this year, are anemones. Okay, yeah. They're 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 cute, but they're kind of unwieldy. Like, they're, I don't know, I won't really, like, their stems are tiny, and they're, I just feel like they just flop all over. Really? Yeah. I, I think they're quite strong. I don't know, I don't think so. I just, I didn't, 
say yes to anemones in my top five because like I feel like mine always get aphids. Well, yeah, because they're weak. They're not weak. <laughs> <laughs> they're not weak. They're beautiful. I also just planted two hundred anemones um, to be in addition to like the hundred that I already have. So we'll see how that how I feel about that come early spring. Okay, now that's that's what did not make my top five. So I'm curious, Mark. Tell me, how did you put together your top five? What are you feeling? Do you want to just hop right into it? Yeah. So first of all, I started with all the flowers that I knew about, <laughs> which was probably about five. <laughs> That's not true. I feel like you know so much about flowers. So I do. much more than you lead on. I do. But I'm just going to hop into it with my number five. Okay. Um, and, you know, when we say flowers, you know, this something doesn't really grow straight out of the ground. It actually grows on a tree. Um, and this is a magnolia bloom. Mm. And so the flowers that bloom on a magnolia tree, um, we, we have a couple in our yard. Our neighbors have a pretty big one too. Um, and why I like this so much is, you know, one, it smells good. Yeah, it does smell really good. And I think just to clarify, so there's a lot of types of magnolias, but the type you're talking about is the... The magnolia. (laughs) The (laughs) magnolia. No, the, um... The Southern Magnolia. Yeah. Yeah, the Southern Magnolia with the big white blooms, and they bloom, like, later in the season. They're not, like, that first Chinese Magnolia to bloom in the spring. But they're, yeah. they're beautiful. Yeah, and, and I'll discriminate. Um, so, <laughs> Mark loves all Magnolias. Yeah. And so it's it smells good. Um, it's super soft. It has a great feeling when you touch it. It does. Um, it's, it, you know, it's pretty. It's white. Um, it doesn't last super long on the tree. Um, but it's just n- nice all around bloom. We've had some pretty prolific blooming years on the magnolia. So Mark and I, when we moved into this house 10 years ago, I think it was like the first spring after we moved in, we decided we were going to re-landscape the front yard. And like, we were using a lot that was already there, but we went and we bought a Southern dwarf magnolia. And it was like the last time we've ever planted a tree ourselves because we struggled. It was close to our house. So there was a ton of bricks in the ground from like, 50 years ago and we like really struggled to get that magnolia in the ground but it's still good it lived we did it right um it was beautiful but do you remember on the morning of our wedding we woke up and i was like surprised to see that there was like a magnolia bloom in late september yeah blooming on the tree that was so special it was so my number four um are tulips Okay. So, any tulip in particular? Well, there's a lot of different varieties of tulips. Do you like the Uh, singles? Do you like the doubles? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You like Uh, them all. I like I like tulips. One, I I like them because you know they're you know at least where we live they're the first sign of spring, Mm -hmm. the first sign of life. Well, after daffodils. Well, yeah, but but daffodils are not on the list. So sorry. Okay, because you hate the smell. Because I don't like the smell. Um. And yeah, and, and tulips, they come in a variety of colors, a variety yeah. of shapes. Um, they're super fun. They do have a good long bloom period, too. And they, they are. They, they, they could last, um, unless they get munched by deer or rabbits. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. Which, which is Sometimes that fun. happens. Or the squirrels dig them up like they did last year. Yeah. That was so frustrating. I plant, We planted like 100 bulbs in the backyard in like different areas in the landscape. <laughs> we got probably like 20. By the time spring came, because the squirrels were just ruthless. Yeah. And we never had that problem before. No. Who was that? Okay, I agree with this so far. I like this. Five, four. Okay, number three. Uh, This is going to sound a little weird, but these are chive blooms. 
Okay. So, you know, I respect it. So sometimes you go to supermarkets and you want to buy chives. Those are those kind of like long green uh, things that you want to cut up really small. Yeah, sometimes you see them on baked potatoes. Those are chives. <laughs> yeah, those are actual plant and they do flower. Uh, they, they flower in the spring. Um, they kind of bloom this nice purple, like it's like a puff looking ball. There's so many little flowers on them. Like if you touch them, they like make kind of wiggly noise, like because there's so many flowers in there. Yeah, yeah, and so they're 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 super cool. Um, and the great thing that I really like about them, other than being pretty, is that you can harvest them. Yeah. Um, I always like to make uh chive uh, uh vinegar. Yeah, chive blossom vinegar. Yeah, which is taking those purple flowers and then just steeping them into like white vinegar, and it literally tastes like like a ho- like liquid hoagie, like, <laughs> like a hoagie I don't know how- is like a like a sandwich. <laughs> in case yeah, you're well, not familiar. Yeah, but I'm like, it, you know, if you want a sandwich, you know, this is like that in like liquid form. It tastes delicious. It's pungent, you know, as my dad would say, it puts hair in your chest, <laughs> and then it'll probably take it off too. It's, <laughs> it's really good. It kind of like has an oniony flavor, but even like better than that, I feel like, and it turns this like bright, beautiful pink. So the chai blossoms are like a you know a lavendery purple. Yeah. And then it turns like this bright pink color in the vinegar. It's so beautiful. Mark makes the vinegar and then he uses it to make like salad dressings and different things. But you can really put it on a sandwich and it's amazing yeah. to like, you know, if you put oil and vinegar on a sandwich. Oh my gosh. Chai blossom vinegar. Only a couple more months until we're enjoying that again. Yeah. So that was my number three. My number two, again, is something that has a lot of variations, um, but I really love dahlias. Um, especially the... Um, just the big round circular dahlias. So like I kinda like the dinner plates, they're okay. Um some of the other dahlias that just kind of look like regular flowers are just okay. But like I, I need the ones with like just multiple layers, just a big ball mm-hmm. of color. Um those are amazing. So you're um, thinking like a ball a kind of like a ball dahlia, like I don't think they're actually called balls, but like um Cornell bronze. Yeah. Like the ones we grow. Yeah, like that one. Yeah, like that's that, a that's, perfect one. Yeah, so I just I really just love those. Um all the other ones are are okay. The, like the, <laughs> They're just okay, guys. Dahlia's amazing. Yeah. Just okay. You know it's my number two. Even though there's it's your some number two. two. You know, there's a lot of variation there, but 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 the ball dahlias are just I feel amazing. like you really loved Caitlin's Joy. That was the one that was, like, purple-pink. It, like, turned all different colors. Yeah. Like, that was really neat. Yeah, so they come in pretty, pretty cool colors, and I really like that. Nice. This is our only crossover flower, by the way, guys. Like, Dahlia's on my list, but it's our only crossover. Okay, and then, so, number one, we're getting a little exotic here. Okay. You know, this is not something you're going to find in in New Jersey. Maybe. Uh, maybe, but it's only going to be inside. <laughs> okay. Um, And that is the Bird of Paradise Love it. flower. Now, the Bird of Paradise flower, for the longest time, I always thought it looked like kind of like a chicken. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Um, because it has this, like, really sharp point. Um, like, I thought it was the beak, and its <laughs> and its head kind of looked like, I don't know, just it's, it's like, like ruffled feathers on its head. Kind of, yeah. Um, and then I saw a, a picture where it was like, no, Bird of Paradise, like, it was like it was facing the other way. That blew my mind, and too. And it blew my mind, too. I was like, I've been looking at this wrong. I thought it was this big, goofy-looking chicken thing. Um, <laughs> but but these flowers are super cool. They're really cool colors. 
Yeah. Um, they're they're very pretty. Um, and I just really just love the bird par- paradise flowers. They're just, I don't know, they're just cool. They're just a personal favorite of mine. I love this list. This is very much like unique, just like your tastes. You know, not like the st- the standard stuff, which I'm probably just going to name the standard stuff. And people are going to be like, oh, wow, Nicole, I thought you were so into flowers. And like Mark's list is way better, which is usually how it works. Um, I love this. Uh, for magnolia blooms, all the way down to the bird of paradise, the chicken looking bird flower. Awesome. Such a cool list. I'm surprised we only have one crossover, like I said, which is Dahlia's. So I didn't rank mine. Let me do that really quickly. So in ranking mine... Oh, this hard. All right, I'm going to start at number five, which may surprise people. Number five for me is Dahlia. Okay. I love Dahlias. Wow. Like, they're really beautiful and amazing, but I find them to be really difficult to store. <laughs> like right now we have two giant lawn bags full of tubers. And I just like, when I watch people do dividing videos online they're like oh yeah and here's the eye of the dahlia and you just cut it here and attach it to the neck and store it all winter in this way and it'll be fine it never works like that for me (laughs) they come out shriveled they look terrible but anyway growing them is fun but i find them hard to stake too so there's a lot of infrastructure involved between storing and staking that just make it a little hard for me to like be super in love with dahlias yeah so but they are still on my top five because they're incredible so many different varieties and i too love the more symmetrical ball type um number four on this list which is a shocker to me even me is peonies peonies okay because i love them they're amazing they're beautiful they're bush bushes like when i walk around our neighborhood and i see people with like really old peony bushes and their peonies are just laying on the ground i just want to like trim them and like yeah, take the flowers you, you, just, you just want to cut the neighbor's bushes i do i do the flowers you know i would be helping them out they would help the shape mm-hmm. but um so peonies i don't love the scent of so many peonies but i find them to be so amazing and i've taken classes on arranging them and i've seen so many varieties that i've never seen before including like lemon chiffon and like some really beautiful peach ones and i almost prefer like i love the big thick peonies with like a ton of petals but i also love the ones that have like just a single set of petals Mm -hmm. and then the beautiful inside growing up in my house, my mom had a condo um, and outside were three peony plants. And I didn't even know, we didn't even know how cool they were until they bloomed the next year when we lived there and they were old and they were fascinating. And had I known, I should have dug those up. I really Mm -hmm. should have taken them with me, but I didn't, but I have some really awesome pictures of those and they give me great memories. Okay. Moving on to number three. Ranunculus. Okay. I love ranunculus. They make me so happy. The amount of petals that are on these flowers. I mean, right now I just planted about a hundred of them for spring. Um, some years I have really great luck with them, some years I don't. But I'm surprised ranunculus weren't on your list. I feel like you like them too. Yeah. Oh, I could I could sense a trend in your list. It's like really big fluffy flowers so far. <laughs> Heavily flowers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But ranunculus are great. I just planted a lot. I think my favorite are like a light pink, but I also do love the black variety. I think those are really cool because mm-hmm. they're so dark for a flower. Um, and they're just so stunning. They're, I feel like when you were talking about anemone, anemones being weak, you were thinking of ranunculus. Yeah, well, they're pretty weak too. <laughs> I think they're a little bit more weak. Yeah, but they're just so stunning. And I even love the buds, you know, with their spindly ways oh my gosh they just make me so excited and i cannot wait to see them in just a few months okay number two on my list are hydrangeas 
Now, I love all hydrangeas. Yes, like the big blue mop head ones, super cute. But I particularly love a limelight hydrangea. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who arrange flowers are like, oh, they're so hard to work with. But like stunning, stunning. Yeah. You cut five limelight hydrangeas. They're like two, three feet long and make the craziest arrangement in the house. And then they dry so nicely. So I love hydrangeas. I think we're up to like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 different hydrangeas in the yard. Yeah. Not different types, just different bushes, but all different types. And panicle, like the the triangular cotton are my favorite because we can trim them. We don't have to worry about any of that. You know, like if we trim it, it won't grow back. Yeah. So that's a super good one. Do you, you like hydrangeas too? I do. I just do. I, I just feel like they're just sometimes just too floppy. Yeah, that's and, true. And then just, you know, they're all, after one rain, they're flopping. And but they make up for it in beauty. Sometimes. You know, when I'm, dra- when I'm dragging in the trash cans and I have to walk past a floppy hydrangea and it just gets me all wet. It's, you know. My bad. It's I'm a really large ready hydrangea. To take, ready to take a hacksaw to it. I know. It's so funny. The guy who sold us that hydrangea was like, yeah, give this thing at least like eight to ten feet. And I gave it like six inches. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, that that's won't. A, that's a typical Nicole planting standard. <laughs> yeah, one day I'll need to worry about this. Well, that day is here and that hydrangea is massive. And so I have trimmed it off the fence for you <laughs> to make it easier to take the trash Thank out. You. But it is. It is a big hydrangea. Okay, number one. Drum roll, please. Okay. Zinnias. Okay. I love zinnias. So I've told this story before. My mom planted like a ton of zinnias in the front yard of our condo. And she was like, less is more when it came to the front yard for a bit. And it was just so barren. It just looked boring. And everyone else had this like fancy landscaping. And this was before like, I don't know, I knew anything about plants. And so my mom did like two boxes of what it felt like zinnias out front. And that's when we first attracted hummingbirds to our yard. We cut those flowers for everyone. And it just showed me like how much flowers could like really brighten up every part of your life. And so that will always be my favorite. It doesn't matter what variety, doesn't matter what kind. Um, but I do love the Oklahoma series of zinnias. Mm-hmm. And they're so cute. They're like great size. They seem to be pretty disease resistant, um, meaning they don't get like really gross throughout the season. And they just bring me so much joy. The hummingbirds love them. Uh, the goldfinches also love them. If you check out our other episode on our top five birds, that the zinnias came up a lot. But yeah, zinnias just bring me so much joy. And they come in all different sizes too. Mm-hmm. Like from really yeah. tiny, like the jazzy mix, all the way up to like the Benary's Dahlia size mix. There's one zinnia that I think is really cute. It's like the cactus type zinnia. And like Senora and Mark hates it. He's like, I do not like that one. And he always complains like, oh, that one is weird. And I'm like, this one's so cool. So even though we both love Zinnias overall. So that's my top five. Dahlia down to Zinnia. Um, were you surprised by this? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I like a lot of petals and I like the I like the sacred geometry of flowers. That's probably a I'm trend. not surprised because we have all this stuff in our yard. And then yeah. some. So I would certainly hope this would this would be the list. Yeah, if right? not, I would be expecting what else are we gonna be putting in our yard? Well, there's one I didn't mention, like Kufia, which is a really weird name, but you know, that's like the that's like the um cigar plants that the hummingbird likes. Okay. So I love those, but they're not like a huge flower, so Yeah. Yeah. 
super fun. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks, Mark, for joining me on our top five favorite flowers. I feel like this is going to become a serious sound. You guys can laugh because Mark's like, yeah, what are like your top five ways to use a chicken cutlet? Or like, what's your top five like local Philadelphia celebrities? And I'm like, let's talk about our favorite flowers. But it is a Soul Bloom podcast. So maybe we'll get a little bit more niche with Mark next time. But thanks again for joining us. I yeah. hope you had fun. And tell us about your favorite flowers. Is it, is it, is it yeah. dahlias? Is it tulips? Is it big, thick peonies? You know, it could be anything. Um, and also give us ideas of what other top fives you want us to talk about. Guys, I think we did it. I think Mark's a regular on the podcast. All right. Have a great time. <laughs> Love you guys. Talk soon. Bye.